Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If it happens on the Cars Tour, Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. Happy race week, everybody. Stickered Up podcast. Stephen Dunn here. Man, what an exciting round one at Dillon Motor Speedway for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We're going to dive into that. We're also going to go into round two this weekend at Hickory Motor Speedway. The MTP tire 250, 150 laps for the late model stock cars, 100 lap for the super late models that make their debut in 2021 this weekend at Hickory. Uh, we're going to talk with uh, Dillon winner, Justin Johnson. His first career Cars Tour win came um, a week and a half ago uh, we're also going to have lane riggs in studio who he battled with to the checkered flag we'll talk to both of those gentlemen here but let's recap the last three laps in victory lane from dylan a week and a half ago courtesy of pit road tv traffic in front of them in the form of jonathan schaefer and mini tyrell will that play a factor the answer appears to be yes oh boy this is about to get real dicey up front the top four nose to tail as they come off turn number four, they will see the white flag. Schaefer gives the gives the top by going to the bottom. Tyrell does the same thing. That may be a godsend for Lane Riggs. Prevents Johnson from making a move. Down the back stretch, though, Johnson is there on the back bumper. Underneath in turn number three. Who is going to emerge the victor? Johnson runs him up the hill. And Justin Johnson's going to win his career first. Cars Tour win. What a move by Justin Johnson, the Lucas Oil Touring 12 member. Comes out of the race car. Justin Johnson, a first time Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour winner. Justin gets a hug. How big is this to Justin Johnson's racing career? It's huge, man. I, uh, you know, it's been quite a while since, um, you know, I was repetitious in victory lane and, uh, you know, that, that point in time, you take it for granted, but these things are hard to come by. I want to uh, congratulate Lane for a heck of a race. Not necessarily, you know, the way I wanted to win it. Uh, definitely not in the cleanest fashion, but um, I'd expect him to do the same thing to me, man. It was, like I said, it's uh, it's been two years since we pulled one of these things off, and we've really just been working our butts off. Appreciate it, man. I expect the same thing back next oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you know I would. He you, owes me one. You've seen me do that before. I, you owe me one. Hey, <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know it was the last lap. Well, he didn't tell me it was the last lap. I didn't even know. Got your dad spot for you. <laughs> Fire him. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. Man, I tell you, GXS wraps, per your tank lines, uh, RNS race cars, just unbelievable job by um, everybody. Uh, PJ Bryant, BST Shocks, um, crew chief at Justin Johnson Racing's uh, Jason Stanley. Man, he's been awesome. We've everyone's worked their butts off on this deal and. I want to thank Kirk Ipock for uh, sponsoring the series, all he does for all of us local racers. Uh, I want to thank uh, Black Tire, all you fans. Can't thank you guys enough for showing up, and uh, we're going to hope we're going to do this a couple times this year. Yes, sir. Gets a hug from Kirk Ipock. Sad part is, I think uh, this is the only car in the top ten that don't have your name on it. You do. Look on your windshield. Look on your windshield. There you go. Awesome. Man. <laughs> yes, sir, man. Absolutely enjoyed it. Thank you for everything. Thank you. <laughs> 
I, I know it's it's hard to, to put into words how big this is, but think back to those final 25 laps or so when the ratchet slowly started to tighten. What was that like in the driver's seat, and how did you get through it? How did you plot that move that you made over in turns three and four? Well, you know, uh, I thought I was a little better than both Timothy and uh, Lane early in the race, and uh, I tried to make my move a couple times. I wanted to get out and kind of set the pace, but every time I got on the bottom of them, I just had to use too much to... Uh, to complete the pass, so I, I, you know, I laid back. Timothy started smoking a little bit there, and it, it affected my front turn. Um, but uh, there, at the end, you know, I, I knew I was going to have to have to be aggressive with Lane to get by him, because man, he's a heck of a wheel man, and uh, he's he's all right foot. So, um, you know, I knew it was going to be cut out for me. But like I said, this race car was just unbelievable. Um, I, I don't think I could have slept tonight if I wouldn't have won with it. Well, it's that good. Now, here's the thing. You were the first guest on the new Stickered Up podcast last week that the Cars uh, Solid Rock Carriers Tour is starting to, to kind of back and help uh, get rolling. Does this mean it's good luck to be on the podcast? Do you win the next week? Well, I sure hope so, because now he's got to have me back next time, and uh, then we'll keep the keep the uh, thing flowing and win and go back again so we won't let him get kick us off. Well, we'll find out how that works out. Justin Johnson, a first-time winner here in the Cars Tour. And it will work out. Justin Johnson will be in studio with us tonight talking about that win. We also have Lane Riggs. But just to recap, recap the Blacks Tire 125, 21 late models started the event. Uh, we had five lead changes amongst three drivers. Justin Johnson with four laps. Pole sitter Timothy Peters led four laps. And Lane Riggs, our guest in our next segment, led 117 of the 125 laps. One caution on lap 92 when a tire came off of Craig Moore's Chevrolet. But I think that really kind of set the stage for the, the finish that we saw, giving Justin Johnson a little bit of life and an opportunity to cool his tires down and get back uh, into lane uh, there in the last couple laps and as you heard tony stevens uh mentioned in the in the cut lap traffic was a factor in that event and we'll talk to both lane and justin about that and and how they kind of took that but jonathan schaefer uh mini tyrell uh both involved in that last lap skirmish there where justin johnson took home his first solid rock carriers car checkered flag uh round one is in the books round two at hickory motor speedway this coming weekend we're going to to uh, preview that here in uh, our final segment. But um, after we take this break, as the caution's coming out, we're going to come down pit road. We're going to stick her up, and we'll be back with Lane Riggs and Justin Johnson. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Delivery by truck, part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757. For Solid Rock Carriers, supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. 
Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. BST. Bryant Shock Technology. Providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. Hey guys, my name is Hannah Newhouse with Motor Racing Network and Pit Row TV, and you're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Green flags back out here, Stickered Up Podcast, powered by Solid Rock Carriers. In studio today, uh, the guy that won and the guy that finished second in round one of the Cars Tour Late Model Championship battle, uh, Justin Johnson, who was on our show two weeks ago, and we told him that if he won, he'd be able to come back, and he took us up on that offer, and then we've got the man that he battled tooth and nail with on the last lap man i didn't realize you led 117 laps lane riggs in studio welcome your first time for the stickered up podcast it is i'm glad to be here justin congratulations thank you very much uh thank you for having me back as well so guys obviously um really cool to have both of you in studio um and just kind of i want to pick y'all's brain you know we're going to talk we're going to preview hickory as well but i just want to go back to to dylan week and a half ago and uh, first race of the season, obviously first race jitters, racetrack that I don't think either one of you guys have been to. Um, Lane, you actually did a track walk with with Tony Stevens and kind of gave the the viewers on the Facebook Live or Facebook feed an opportunity to see the racetrack. Talk a little bit about your, what you expect or what you thought at, at Dillon. Um, obviously not the results you wanted finishing second, but but overall, how was your weekend? Yeah, it was good. I mean, we had a good strong running at the beginning of the season. I feel like a lot of times we sit around the shop for, for four or five months and sit there and, and talk with people and tinker with cars and end up getting in left field at the first race of the year. So uh, just being as strong as we was at the end of last year, I just kind of said we need to, to push in the corner and, and be honest, leave it alone and just, just start out the beginning of this year with, with what we finished with last year. So uh, I feel like our car was pretty good. We just um, we went to Dillon the week before and tested and learned the track. It was a pretty tricky track, a lot trickier than I thought it was going to be. Um, Usually I get in the car and first three or four laps on the track, I, I kind of got got it down. But 
uh, that that first Thursday, it took me three or four runs to finally finally get my groove. So uh, we didn't really change a lot on the car. We just kind of made runs and let me learn the track. And well, we changed stuff, but ended up changing it back. So um, I feel like it was pretty good when we started. But it's just it was another South Carolina track, and it, it had pretty worn out asphalt and. Uh, I felt like it put on a good race. I know that me and Justin, we led pretty much the whole thing uh, besides the first couple laps, but uh, I felt like I was in a tough position from the start. Uh, I felt like I needed needed that track position, needed to, to lead laps, so uh, I was pretty much just going as fast as I could to stay out front. And uh, in the end, it, I guess it ended up biting me. But uh, Timothy, was he pushed me really, really hard there, and I, I didn't really want to go that hard, but I felt like I kind of had to, and I was kind of in a box. So... Um, it just you, it didn't work out our way. I felt like we had a good car, just uh, weren't in the best best position. Justin, you had a little bit different strategy, um, and a little bit different. I mean, you were you were Marcus Richmond, crew chief, and you uh, the RNS house car uh, with a forty four on the side of it. And from when you guys unloaded on Friday, you guys were fast. But you also told me on Friday that tire management was going to be important. How much of that played into the last 15, 20 laps with you and Lane going, you know, nose to tail? Well, I thought about bringing some boxing gloves so we could kind of settle it off the track, too, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> I left those at home. Um, you know, I knew, of course, like Lane said, all these South Carolina tracks are um, the surface is um, very similar, you know, so tire wear is always a factor. I honestly didn't think it was going to be quite the factor that it turned out to be. Um, I, actually, I wanted to lead, too. But uh, I went up there and um, and and pressed Lane a little bit earlier, uh, probably I don't know 25, 30 laps in, and I could get in the corner and through the center really good, but I just wasn't ready to sacrifice the rear tires yet. I think uh, I, I don't know maybe two laps I was on the inside of him and I really buzzed him hard one time. And I said, "Oh no, um, I knew that would you know kind of bite me later." Uh, then uh, at that same time, I think Timothy was ready to go. He jumped up on the outside of me. And uh, I, I, I kind of made up my mind at that point that I was, I was going to sit there behind those guys. I, I wanted to stay within two or three car lengths and, uh, and make Timothy know I was there um, so he could see me. So he'd keep pushing lane. And, um, and I, knew, I, you know, I knew at that point I thought that, uh, that they were being a little harder on the tires than, than I was. I was really surprised after the last caution, though. I thought I had a heck of a lot left. And uh, I didn't have anything left. I'm just really surprised that you saved as much as you did because you're not known to be the tire manager. Neither are you, by the way. That's okay. I'm, I'm learning. I'm still. We got a veteran. I, I, over I'm here. absolutely, absolutely going to commend my spotter, Adam Resnick. He screamed at me. He said, "No, Justin, don't be Superman." I bet I heard that 16 times throughout that event. And I, I knew uh, somebody had to be screaming. That's right. About you. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, it's uh, it used to. I used to be really good at saving tires and. I don't know if it's the cars that are a little different, my brain's different, or uh, or what it is. But um, you know, the last couple of years, it's uh, it's been hard, um, you know, to to keep the tires up under it. Lane, I'll ask you this, and then Justin can chime in as well. Uh, obviously, first time at Dillon, is this a place that you'd like to go back to? Is it a place you think the Cars Tour can can go on an annual basis? Surprisingly, yes. It, I wasn't. I was kind of skeptical going into it. I feel like it was really tight. Uh, I just felt like running on the apron in three and four was just really odd and just, you know, just another track that we would go to one time and then probably never see it again. But uh, I was really surprised at the racing it put on. I feel like I was one of the only ones that actually ran the high side pretty much the whole race and it had good grip up there. 
And, I mean, we put on side-by-side racing for the lead pretty much the whole race. So, um, and then surprisingly, we only, I mean, only one car was tore up and it was, you know, self-inflicted. So, uh, I was really surprised. I think we got a good field of people that can keep racing there. I know Pass used to race there a lot. And uh, going into it, I watched a lot of Pass videos to try and figure out strategy and, and things like that. But uh, I would I would definitely like to go back to Dillon. What about you, Justin? I agree. Um, you know, uh, very unique racetrack. Um, I, I personally thought it was going to be five plus cautions. I'm uh, very surprised that it was one caution. And no, honestly, we, talk, we talked about that in our last show with with Jared. Yeah, that, that we thought that it was going to be multiple cautions. Uh, no, just major bumper tag uh, turning people around. You know, I'm sure cautions would have bred cautions, but at the same time, you know, I think um, you know that's one thing that I commend uh, really all the cars tour drivers. I think all of us know that we race with each other week in and week out, and um, all of us have a lot of respect for each other as well. Well, let me ask this question, and Justin, I'll start with you. Something that was brought up in the driver's meeting uh, that I didn't know that you guys were aware of is that the cars tour has decided that they are going to eliminate the 40-lap competition caution. We actually made a bet on whether we would get to that 40-lap caution before someone actually had an organic caution. Do you guys like that, Justin? Do Do you like the fact that there's no hey, we're going to have a caution after 40 laps now? I personally do. I, um, I just think if you know, you know you're going to have a caution at 40 and a caution at 80, um, you know, in your head, you know, you have to ride, you know, like crazy those first um, 80 laps. So I think it shakes the strategy up a little bit. Um, you know, I do see from a fan standpoint, um, I understand why, you know, why a lot of divisions and series uh, tracks do the competition yellow. Um, you know, we definitely – we want the fans to show up and have the best show possible as well. So I think, uh, you know, I, I have complete trust in Jack and, um, and I'm sure he'll, he'll analyze it as the year goes. And if, uh, feel like we need to stick to what we're doing, we'll do that. If we need to go back and, uh, and make some changes, I'm sure he, he'll, he's not afraid to do that either. Lane. My take on it is I thought that we were going to go straight green through the whole race, which we almost did, but the cars tour has such the competition so high we ran for the lead the whole time and it was a good race the whole race now if we had 10 cars show up and we were all really spread out sure we might need to have competition cautions but um like justin was talking about the strategy it just makes the strategy so much different and i feel like we raced the whole race instead of riding riding and then racing and it really surprised me i didn't look at it from that perspective going into it i thought it was going to be a really boring race we're just going to all spread out and run single file the whole race but i feel like with this way we had to run it a lot differently and i think it was better we came out unscathed pretty much i think the one thing from a from a span standpoint with me watching is the fact that we went 92 laps do you realize you didn't lap anybody exactly but in that last you know 30 laps you guys ran into lap traffic that that, that basically let's say cost you the race but it was obviously a factor at the end of the race where is it that much drop off? I mean, as far as like how you got, or was it you guys just pushing it that much harder in the last 30 laps? And maybe these guys at the end of the field just didn't have any tires left. Well, I, I know, you know, just from my experience, uh, usually like a heat cycle, you know, it, sometimes they'll come back, but if, if your car is definitely off, you know, it's, it takes like a major, uh, shift or major change in the wrong direction. A lot of times after, after that heat cycle, um, I know, uh, we were running qualifying laps there at the end. So, um, you know, I'm sure I, I actually, I haven't even looked back to see what the pace was, but if I had to guess, 
we were running significantly faster by a couple tenths because I know I never got back to the bottom after that caution. Um, just couldn't slow the car down enough to get there. So, um, you know, I'd imagine we picked it up two to three tenths pretty easily. We were running 80s at the end of the race, yeah. which is really surprising. Yeah. The one thing that before well, we... Well, that means we picked up almost a half a second, right? Well, actually, I think... I, well, talking about lap cars, if you don't have the best handling car, you're going to be going as hard as you can at the beginning. And then that just promotes a lot of fall off at the end. If you've got a good car, we're going to kind of stay the same pace. The, the cars that don't you know, have it fully going on, we're going to be going the same pace as them at the beginning, but then we're going to have a whole lot more tire at the end. But um, I think, I mean, we ran pretty much 60s to 80s the whole race. And, I mean, that's only about a second fall off from qualifying. So I was really surprised by that. The one thing I wanted to ask you, and then we'll we'll preview Hickory, um, a place that both of you guys are really good at, I feel like. I think both of you guys will probably be on the list, short list of people that can win um, on Saturday night. But, Lane, I want to talk to you a little bit about the tire test at Rockingham. Um, obviously, the first race of the year was supposed to be at Rockingham, a $10,000-to-win race. Uh, some tire issues and some concerns, and uh, I was there as well and, and feel like that Jack McNally made the, the right call in getting a better tire. But um, And not so much to go into the detail of the actual tire itself, but what was it like to run a late-model stock car at, at, at Rockingham, you know, a track that's almost just a little over a mile in a late-model stock car? It, I mean, it was just fast. You could use so much throttle. The the G-forces were crazy. Um, I mean, I had high expectations coming in there, but I didn't expect to be that fast. I mean, usually when you get in a race car, you don't really feel that sensation of speed. But at Rockingham, like, it almost scared you going in the corner. And I I don't get scared ever, but it was it was crazy. I know that you had to be there in person to really realize how fast we were going. You can yeah. look at video all day, and I've rewatched it and rewatched it, and it looks like we're just barely putting around there compared to in person. But, I mean, I think – Timothy had a, a in-car GPS. I think they said 160 it, going into turn one one time. So yeah. we, we were hauling for sure. And obviously it's going to be a completely different tire uh, when we go back in October. I know that um, uh, Hoosier General Tire, whoever's working on a tire compound, that, that'll be good for that. Is there anything that you could take away from those two tire tests? I mean, I know it – you know, it's five laps here, four laps here, 10 laps here. Does that give you an advantage going into October at all? Um, not really. I think maybe it, we might be one practice session to have everybody just trying to figure out our travels and, and cameras and stuff like that. But, I mean, besides that, everybody's going to catch up pretty quick. But uh, we went out there on stickers with the, the general tires, and they wanted me to make a 25-lap run. And I went out there in lap 18 – for some reason, it just started breaking loose, and you know I wasn't going to risk anything. So I pulled in, and there was you know baseball-sized chunks of, of rubber you know down in the cords. So um, the tire definitely wasn't going to hold up the one they had, and I think restricting it would have been a very bad idea. Would have really killed the race. So uh, Jack definitely made the right call, and I, I praise him for that, and just postponing it and and not doing it unless it's going to be right. Me and you talked before uh, we went on the air here about what you guys, what you and your dad did to beef up that PRW chassis to make it your speedway car. Um, basically going to throw a sheet over it and, and wait till Rockingham. For the average fan that's listening to the podcast, talk about how how much you had to add to those cars as far as bracing and, and, and whatnot. Yeah, so we got a pretty late notice to the tire test. I think we had three weeks prior to I mean we heard about it and we were invited three weeks prior to the test 
So we just went to thrashing right there at the end of last season. And uh, we, I think at the end we ended up taking 45, 50 pounds of lead out uh, for braces added. I know that we added it everywhere. And then we also had the heavier wheels too that we had to run. So, I mean, pretty much 45, 50 pounds of weight we had to, you know, add to the car to, to be able to, to stand that. And uh, even coming back, we saw some weak points that I'm sure that we're going to beef up before we go back. But it's definitely one of those tracks that you have to take your one-off car to, one that you you kind of have to sacrifice it. You know, if you want if you want to run Rockingham, you have to be willing to sacrifice a car to take it. So uh, our, our old PRW car that we had is a 2012. Uh, funny, it's actually Dylan Bassett's old car that we ran for years and I had a lot of success with. We kind of dedicated it to our quote-unquote super speedway car. And, uh, I mean, I, I see us running it at Rockingham. If we ever went to Richmond, which I would love to, if you ever went back to Bristol or, or places like that. But besides that, we pretty much put it in the corner and, and just wait for those events. Justin, you were at the, t- the second test. You didn't actually drive, but, but you saw the speed that Lane was talking about. You and I were both there. What were your impressions of, of what that race could look like in October? You know, I, I hate to say it and I hate to kind of be a downer about it, but, um, you know, I think with our teams and, and the budget, you know, you definitely, like Lane said, when you take a race car to that racetrack, you, it's a sacrifice. Um, I don't think in no way, shape or form, is there any chance that, uh, anything gets crashed and is ever raced again. So, um, you know, I I don't know. Uh, I mean, I definitely commend Jack for making the right decision, um, I know it was a hard decision, um, you, you know, especially after it was promoted and everything else. But honestly, at the end of the day, I think it was the only decision. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> we'll talk about round two here. Uh, Saturday night, Hickory Motor Speedway. Uh, round two, we've got the points leader and the guy that's second in points because of their one-two finish. Uh, Lane, we were talking earlier uh, before Justin, who was late you know very late very late that, right um but we were talking about you've always had really good speed and qualifying you've always run really good at hickory what are your expectations for saturday night at hickory motor speedway in the second race of the year yeah last year we raced twice at hickory like we do always so i mean i think this is going to be like seventh or eighth start at hickory surprisingly i mean this is my fifth year in the cars tour um Oh, you're old. I know. I'm just. I'm. I'm 18 <laughs> years old, and I, I feel like an old man. All these these younger 14 year olds coming in this year. It's, I, I was like, I, I always tell them. I said, I remember when I was your age. It sounds like an old man when I say that. But um, back to Hickory. I mean, I feel like we've always had good speed there. Always qualified good. Always ran inside the top five. Most of the races just couldn't ever pull it off. Just something about fall off at the end. I, I don't know. We always qualify well, and we always just tend to either get way tight or way loose, and we can't figure out why. So. Um, trying to learn and then last year I think the first race of the year we were kind of off but we still had a good strong run and then the second race I feel like we had the best car I've ever had at Hickory and I, I was confident going in the race saying we're probably going to win this race and then uh, unfortunately enough we had a bad set of tires and and we're running uh, next to last the whole race you know and I couldn't tell what was wrong with the car it felt perfect to me just with no speed so uh, I think that we're going to look back at those notes and try to go back to what we had there uh, last year and if we get a good set of tires this race i think that we could definitely be a factor and justin you you've been to hickory obviously ran both cars races but but you had your last trip to hickory uh in the driver's seat for the fall brawl i believe it was you finished fourth led some laps um you got to have some high expectations going into hickory on saturday night as well yeah i mean uh you know 
Hickory's always been a, a really good track for me. Um, you know, I, I really don't have a whole lot to show for it. That fourth uh, may be one of the better finishes, but, you know, there's a early cars to a race that I feel like I had the car to win, and um, we had an alternator issue a couple of years ago. Um, I know how that feels. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's uh, – I think Dylan was the biggest curveball, you know, on the schedule, but uh, really looking forward to Hickory and think we'll just kind of sit back and let Lane lead about 117 laps and uh, try to do it all over again. Maybe a different result this time. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Lane, if, if, if you win on Saturday night, we'll have you back on just like we've got Justin on. And Justin, if if you win and you just want to become my permanent co-host then we can do that too but guys obviously it takes a lot to get to the racetrack these things aren't cheap uh, i want to give you guys an opportunity to thank the people that get you to the racetrack every weekend justin i'll start with you uh per your tank lines of course uh gxs wraps uh graphic solutions rpm group rns race cars uh john west race engines bst shocks um, i want to thank you guys for having us uh america's 401k show um coach pete that's right coach pete and uh rock on retirement uh thank you guys for letting us uh borrow your studio and um you know look forward to coming back later in the year lane do you have your sponsors on your phone i do see? It's, a, it's a lot of them see when you get when you get like justin you're a veteran like justin you can just run those things off but you are prepared so i do give I, you i'm taking my headset that. off for this he's got a whole list over there <laughs> right. you gotta, lane who do you want to thank for to get near the racetrack every weekend uh, again per your tank lines help me and justin donnie Perrier. he's been a big supporter in our racing for a long time now so uh and then kurt ipok i know that he was on the show last week and uh very big into short track racing especially the cars tour and he's coming on board this year he's actually on the front of the hood so uh thanks to kurt uh turner asphalt creech in there jacob's glass company chick flan roxborough road united auto parts of durham uh dreamworks motorsports for always keeping the car looking good uh massengill auto service is a new one this year so got to thank wayne massengill and everybody over there and uh long time uh actually dad sponsor back in the day glenn tire sales so uh, I got to thank them, and then uh, as well as you can't leave out Riggs Auto Repair. I got one more too. I just want to give a shout out to Black's Tire for sponsoring that race at Dillon, um, and also Kirk with Solid Rock, all he does for the series. Yeah, sounds good, gentlemen. Thank you so much for for driving to Apex and and doing the podcast. Um, man, we had we had some great results and a lot of good feedback, and hopefully episode two will be the same. I really appreciate you guys being here and. Who knows? Hope maybe one of you guys will be back here in two weeks. Guys, the caution's out. Uh, we're going to come down pit road, sticker up, get back to the green flag momentarily. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Get the picture with Pit Road TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Anna Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Road TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Delivery by truck. Part of the lifeblood of our nation. 
Jackson. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. RNS Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro, not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact PJ Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. This is Justin Johnson, driver of the number 44 per your tank lines, GSX Wraps Chevrolet. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn and powered by Solid Rock Carriers. Green flags out. We're back here at the Stickered Up Podcast. Next on the GSX Wraps hotline, Ms. Hannah Newhouse. Hannah is the new color commentary with Tony Stevens Pit Road TV for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Hannah Newhouse, welcome to the Stickered Up Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, I wish I could have been there in in person, but hey, uh, I didn't know that you lived two and a half hours away in appropriately named Apex, North Carolina. I think that's pretty cool. Well, you know, it's uh, we all can't <laughs> we all can't live in in Race City, USA. So, uh, but but really glad to right. have you on the show. And uh, you know, we talked at Dylan. I think you heard. I think you were on what 36 40 hours of no sleep and uh just want to kind of let people know kind of the journey that you had um leading up to the dylan race uh, obviously your commitments with mrn the truck series race at las vegas jumped on a red eye jumped in a car got to dylan and you called two races um one in the middle of the country one on the east coast and in, in less than was it 24 hours talk a little bit about that yeah, well, uh, I give myself the crazy award of 2021 because I have many more weekends that are going to be similarly scheduled like that. But Vegas kicked it all off for me, uh, flew out there on Thursday evening, worked the truck race on Friday evening. And of course, we're three hours behind out in Vegas. So uh, once the truck race was over with MRN, I went to the airport, caught a red eye, hit the ground at roughly 7 a.m. on Saturday morning and had just enough time to run home, change clothes, get my cars to her notes, and then 
head to Dillon. So I think by the time I walked in the door on Saturday evening, um, I was well over like 36, 40 hours without sleep. Um, so the last 10 minute drive home was, was a tough one to say the least, but I mean, I'm looking forward to many more weekends like that because ultimately to get back to short track racing, to be able to go to the cars, to races, um, I'll go sleepless. I'll, I'll do it for as long as I can. I always say I'll sleep when I'm dead, I guess. Absolutely. And just so you know, I thought you did a phenomenal job in your in your debut with the Cars Tour and Tony Stevens in the in the booth. Talk a little bit about how that came about. Obviously, you've always been about short track racing. You you had your own podcast a couple years ago that was focused on short track racing. Talk a little bit about how that all came about and, and your passion for short track racing. Well, I live the lovely life of a freelancer, which means uh, every single year, I go into the year and have to, you know, uh, sell myself to get work. I don't have uh, guaranteed work at any time. And so the last couple of years, you know, I've always been calling up Tony saying, hey, do you need help? Do you need help? And uh, we, we would try to get me on air, but I'm sure people had seen me. I was a camera op. I was a board op at cars to a races, basically anything to get me to a racetrack. I was totally cool with. So about the tail end of last year, I called Tony up. I said, okay. If I can commit to you, can you find me a spot on, you know, the Pit Row TV broadcast? Obviously, late model racing is my passion. I've raced at a handful of these racetracks. I know a lot of these guys really well. Um, And this is something that I want to do. Don't get me wrong. I love my NASCAR job with MRN, but I get a lot more excited when I start talking about short track racing and late models. So um, this is something that I really pushed with Tony. And after a handful of meetings and a little bit of – bartering on Tony to share the booth with me (laughs) it finally you know we came to came to a pretty good conclusion of having me up in the booth for most of the races and then on occasion I'll go ahead and come down to pit road as well so I think I'm covering like all but three races this year with the cars tour and again late model racing is my passion so be able to add that to my work schedule is is exciting well correct me if I'm wrong but I believe you've also driven in a cars race in a super late model is that correct yeah, yep. I ran, uh, I think, two cars tour races. I want to say it was Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, Beach and Hickory. I think the South Boston race I did was a pass race when pass was still around. But yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was that feels like forever ago. Well, well, let me ask you this. Um, Dylan Motor Speedway um, for the first round of the Cars Tour Championship. You couldn't have asked for a better race to call. Talk a little bit, kind of recap what you saw at Dillon Motor Speedway from the booth. Yeah, I'll be totally honest with you. I talked to a lot of the guys during practice and everyone was a little bit weary on how that race was going to play out from who I talked to. You know, everyone was hugging the bottom pretty hard. Didn't think that an outside groove was really going to come in so much. And so you were either going to have to move someone to pass them or we were going to have pretty single file racing. And so I wasn't sure how it was going to play out. Um, but you said it there. I mean, Steven, it, it was a phenomenal race to kick the season off. There was hard racing for the lead the entire race. There was hard racing for fifth and sixth, 10th and 12th. I mean, you had storylines with Mike Looney not being able to get a grasp on what was happening at Franklin. You know, you have a first time winner in Justin Johnson starting the season off with that win, uh, Lane Riggs, who almost had it and is on a redemption tour after barely missing the championship last year by one point. So, um, I mean, if you weren't a fan of the cars tour before this last weekend and before Dylan, and you were able to watch and follow the storylines the rest of the season, I mean, that should have been a seller. That race is a seller for people to watch the rest of the season and get to know these guys. 
Well, well, let me ask you this. Obviously, you, you said you won't be at Hickory this weekend uh, because of your duties in Atlanta, but you've been to Hickory, you've raced at Hickory, you've watched cars races at Hickory. What do you think it's going to take for somebody to end up in victory lane on Saturday night? You know, <laughs> I'm sure the people at Hickory will, you know, be real thrilled with me on this one. But Hickory, to me as a driver, I cannot stand that racetrack, but that is because it is so hard for me to pick up. And so it is not an easy track. So for someone like me who's raced there two, three times on occasion, don't have the track time there, I just have never been good there. And I think that relays over to a lot of the drivers that are going to go to Hickory this weekend as well. The guys that are going to have the track time, the experience, the laps, the reps around there is going to be where you're going to see a lot of these guys shine. And we usually get a couple locals that join, you know, the, the tour when Hickory or when the tour does roll into Hickory. So uh, some of those guys are going to be tough to compete with. Um, you know, Justin Johnson, obviously on a tear with having just won that race and lane being so close. Uh, but I think you're going to see a couple of the other guys that had a tough time at Dylan try and step back up and, and, you know, redeem themselves at Hickory, like Bobby McCarty. He's good at Hickory. Didn't have a real great run at Dylan. So they're going to really turn their focus to Hickory. And Hannah, let me ask you this. I don't think people, people that might not follow you on social media might not know, but we let we we talked about it earlier your schedule as far as races that you're covering series that you're going to cover uh just talk a little bit about that and, and the dynamic um of what that's going to mean for you especially over the next six months here yeah my schedule is i live by an excel spreadsheet at this point um between you know motor racing network and pit road with them i'm covering both truck xfinity and cup um, i've got cars tour on the schedule and then i also am doing um about 17 to 20 world of outlaw late model races. So that's kind of my weekends right now. I'm hoping to pick up some more, you know, large scale, super late model races. And then during the week, I'm everything from NASCAR coast to coast, you know, a digital podcast. Um, I'm back on the esports train as well. I'm going to do some stuff with NASCAR heat. And then my actual, as I like to say, nine to five, even though it's nothing, but not even close to a nine to five is I actually do uh, touch up paint for cars. So I work out of the back of my Tacoma and three days a week, uh, I go to a Toyota, a Mercedes and a Lexus dealership and I actually do paint for their cars. So, oh my goodness. I mean, the next six to eight months, I think I have seven, eight days that I'm, that I'm total off. So it'll be busy, but you know, when you're trying to make a name for yourself in motorsports, trying to continually move up the ladder, you're going to have years like this and, you take the experience and you take the reps. And I'm just glad that I'm in a position where I'm working things that I want to work. You know, I don't look at any of these opportunities as something that I'm dreading or not looking forward to. Well, I have a truck that has some chips on the front of the bumper. Can I get you to I come? Got you. Can I get you to come two and a half hours to Apex and maybe do some touch up paint on the bumper? Yeah. And then I'll have you on the podcast and you can be in studio here. Perfect. We can work that out. That work. Fantastic. Well, Hannah, safe travels to Atlanta this weekend for uh, NASCAR racing. Um, you will be at Orange County for the Old North State Nationals, correct? Oh, yes. I will be there. That'll be um, a fun. You've been to Orange County, correct? You've, you've been to Orange County, watch races there? Yep. I've been there for a couple of them, and that was the first time that I ever figured out that you say Bahama, North Carolina, and not Bahama, North Carolina, because the locals there will correct you <laughs> but do you know what city that the actual speedway is in rougemont right rougemont is it oh so it's you do say the g rouge 
Rougemont. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at Lane because because we all grew up in the same area. So, but uh, but no, well look, um, we won't see you at Hickory this weekend, but we look forward to catching up with you at Orange County Speedway. Hannah Newhouse, thank you so much for being on the Stickered Up podcast. Awesome. Hey, thank you, Stephen. Looking forward to seeing you guys uh, in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Caution's out. We're going to come down pit road, sticker up, and we'll come back to the green flag momentarily. You're listening to the Stickered Up podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. BST, Bryant Shock Technology, providing proven race-winning shock technology. The only thing that will shock are the affordable prices. BST offers sales, service, and repair of racing shocks, plus suspension-related components for a wide range of race cars. With 20-plus years of NASCAR experience and a decade as a shock specialist, contact P.J. Bryant, 704-701-5585. That's 704-701-5585. Tell him you heard about BST on Stickered Up. Stickered Up. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro, not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast. Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. PitRow.tv. That's PitRow.tv. Don't change that channel. Delivery by truck. Part of the lifeblood of our nation. Solid Rock Carriers, LaGrange, North Carolina, gets the job done. Specializing in general freight and refrigerated foods. And here's an opportunity for you. You can join the Solid Rock Carriers team. If you have a CDL license and would like to find out more, call 252-521-1757. 252-521-1757 for Solid Rock Carriers. Supporting short track racers and industry professionals. And the title sponsor of the Cars Tour. Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services, providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts, and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. This is Lane Riggs, driver of the number 99 for your tank line, solid rock carriers, Turner Asphalt, late model stock. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn and powered by Solid Rock Carriers. White flag out for this episode of Stickered Up. Uh, head into Hickory Motor Speedway on Saturday night. 150 laps for the late model stock cars, 100 lap for the super late models. Action will start at the racetrack on Friday afternoon with practice starting at 1.30 for the late models. Um, goes till 5.30 and then back at the racetrack on Saturday First and first thing in the morning, 9 a.m. Uh, practice qualifying tech. Uh, green flag is scheduled to fly at six o'clock on Saturday night. Super late models will take the racetrack first. Late model stocks will conclude the evening. Um, 
going to be interesting to see kind of what we see um, on Saturday night. Again, Justin Johnson, Lane Riggs in studio. We got their take. But um, I look at some some different things this weekend coming up and some people that I'm going to keep my eye on. Uh, obviously, Sam Butler. Uh, Sam finished third at Dillon uh, in his first cars race uh, in the PRW chassis car. And, and he ran at Hickory last year full-time, uh, was the NASCAR rookie of the year national or national rookie of the year so i fully expect sam butler to be in the mix along with lane riggs justin johnson as hannah newhouse mentioned also expect to see the likes of bobby mccarty in the mix timothy peters if timothy shows up Uh, and then you can't count out jared fryer jared fryer is one of those guys as he mentioned on the podcast here two weeks ago he's not done a really good job of qualifying that kind of was status quo this weekend but did finish fourth uh in round one at dillon two weeks ago so that's somebody else that you can't really um, count out but uh, yeah it's going to be interesting to see uh, Mason Diaz who's also back on the tour as a tour in 12 um, he's had some success at Hickory so it'll be very interesting to see um, what plays out in as far as the super late models you always have to give a nod to Matt Craig he's always been extremely good at Hickory and pretty much dominated the, the super late model um, some of the things that they are doing I think that Jack McNally's done to kind of make it a little easier. He's kind of tweaked some of the super rules, um, and and we can dive into that um, once we get some of these super guys on the show. But um, Hickory Motor Speedway will have fans in the stands, so if you're interested in being at the Speedway, um, general admission tickets are $25, uh, pit pay, pit passes, $45, uh, and they do still have the trackside seating um, where you can pull up in turns three and four. So if you're in the Hickory area, please uh, join Kevin Piercy in the Cars Tour at Hickory Motor Speedway. If you're not in the area, you can always catch the action. Tony Stevens will be on the air with Pit Road TV. You can catch everything flag to flag, also qualifying um, on Saturday afternoon and into Saturday night. As always, we want to thank our sponsors for making this all possible. Kirk Ipock with Solid Rock Carriers, Justin Johnson, Thrifty Tire, PJ Bryant with BST, Marcus Richmond, RNS Race Cars, and Tony Stevens with Pit Road TV. Want to also thank broadcast experts. They make us sound awesome. Uh, Dave Perkins, Morgan Patrick behind the buttons here. Um, thank you guys so much for all that you do uh, for the Stickered Up podcast. Round two is on tap for Saturday night at Hickory Motor Speedway, the MTP Tires 250. We will hope to see you all at the racetrack on Saturday night, and we'll see you again in two weeks. This is Stickered Up. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.